Hello and welcome to Bible Bitches. We are coming at you from Louisville, Kentucky, the greatest city on earth. <laughs> I I might have opinions about that, <laughs> but I do live here now, so it's a city and it's on earth. It is. It is. <laughs> that we can agree upon. Is, that is those are both true facts. <laughs> well, we are Laura Barclay and Sarah Hoff. The two parts of Bible Bitches, and today we are talking about the beheading of John the Baptist. And for those of you who don't know, John the Baptist was a kind of wilderness mystic who is described as eating locusts and wild honey, which sounds disgusting as fuck, but I'm not going to yuck that because it seems like a sustainable food store source in the impending climate wars. So maybe we're going to have to try it soon. He uh, wears camel hair and leather and a girdle about his groin, according to Matthew chapter 3, verse 4. What do you think about that clothing and food combo? I mean, one, I think that camel hair and leather and a girdle <laughs> sounds just like a rather just a regular Tuesday afternoon attire for me. <laughs> yes. Harder here now that it's cold. Yes, true. <laughs> but but uh, no, the girdle, like, what do you think that is? Like, is it is it a loincloth? I think it might be a chastity belt. Oh, I hope so. It's definitely a chastity belt. He has locusts and chastity belts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine only eating honey and locusts, just protein and honey, and then having a chastity belt? I Here's the thing. I feel like he didn't need the chastity belt with that combo. Like, (laughs) I think... It yeah. was good on the chastity piece. I, w- I bet he wore the camel's hair because he was insecure about his chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just a camel hair dicky. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Anyways, um, so first of all, also, can we just call him J the T- J the B? Yes, J, J the, the B. B for the rest of this. Nope. Dumb. Done. Okay. So he's portrayed as a prophet and a forerunner to Jesus, and in some biblical accounts is the one to baptize Jesus in the River Jordan, which is a sort of de facto beginning of Jesus's narrative, or sorry, Jesus's ministry. He's sort of like Jesus's hype man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Who's ready to rumble? (laughs) It's Jesus. (laughs) Now, the Gospel of John was written the latest of the four Gospels and downplays John the Baptist. Like, he was just baptizing people, and then he was arrested. But the other Gospels have him playing a more significant role. Trouble starts when John begins criticizing uh, the Israelite king Herod Antipas for wedding his brother's ex-wife Herodias because it was a violation of Mosaic law. But it was also just gross. I think of my in-laws as family and not potential boning partners. Was that like a thing where like if you marry a king, you have to adopt his name <laughs> with like an Eus or an Ian at the end? Um, I <laughs> think that that would be hilarious because then I would have to be named Ryan Eus. <laughs> be like King Charles and King Charlesia. <laughs> it's Charles- so Charlesia. inefficient. It's so inefficient. <laughs> you have to say the full name. and Oh, you're talking about the king? No, his wife. <laughs> Did you not hear the ES on the end? <laughs> yes, I specifically stressed the ES. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Herod gets testy and then has John the ba- I'm sorry, J the B arrested. 
And there are various reasons given in each gospel account as to why Herod doesn't immediately execute him. Matthew says that he was afraid of the people, which sounds politically motivated, politically motivated and therefore probably most accurate. Mark says that it was because Herod knew John was a just and holy man. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody who wears a girdle is probably pretty holy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Luke doesn't really elaborate, but eventually on Herod's birthday, his stepdaughter, who Jewish historian Josephus identifies as as Salome. As Salome. 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 Um, who she dances for a drunken Herod, and he's all like, oh, nice. I'll give you whatever you want, which is kind of gross and pretty creepy and shows Herod's continued poor boundaries, but also sounds like we've all heard that story before. Right. He's the creepy He's the creepy stepdad. Um, yeah. That's, you know, makes yeah. sense. Um, and guess what Salome wanted? In consult with her mother, Herodias, Emphasis on ES. She asked for John's, J the B's, head on a platter. <laughs> After initially being stunned, Herod grants this request. The Gospel of Matthew says his disciples bury the body and report the news to Jesus. Historian Josephus states in his work, Jewish Antiquities, that the execution occurred in the fortress of Macarius or Macarena, uh, which is in modern-day Jordan. He also states that Herod executed John lest the great influence John had over the people might put it into his power, John's power, and inclination to raise a rebellion, for they seemed ready to do anything he should advise, so Herod thought it best to put him to death. Can we go back to the dance real fast? Yes. Because it's assumed here, right, that Salome dances sensually. But yes. what if she was just doing like a kicky little tap number? She's just <laughs> doing like a little jig. And he's just so pleased. Yeah, can we, yeah I want to read this less creepy. So she's just like, and Herod is like, that's fucking hot. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> He's like, that's so different than what I see from my concubines. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. He's like, you're fully clothed. You're dancing like a future, you know, Mario <laughs> trying to step on some mushrooms. And I'm into it. <laughs> so into it. Yes. Anyways, sorry. I'll come back. Okay, so this idea that John might strike up a rebellion gives credence to the theory that the execu- execution was politically motivated. It also might cast doubt that Herod actually ta- was actually taken aback by Salome's request and that it might have been orchestrated to cast blame off of Herod. But also, like, if I came to you on your birthday and asked you to kill someone, you could, like, just say no and you wouldn't have to maybe, like, question my homicidal tendencies. False. <laughs> I always do whatever you tell me to without question. That that makes sense. That that explains a lot, actually. Yeah. Like, what do you want for your birthday next year? I want you to um, rob a bank. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. It needs to be, like, a real fun, kicky background number with, like, very, uh, what is it, Ocean's 13 style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of fountains. Yeah. Lots of walking and talking. Very Kickily. Yeah, and I won't know how you do it until the heist is underway, and I get to, and you guys get to reveal to me the twist. <gasps> yes, and then I'll be like, "You think I did it this way, but really, I was over here." <laughs> 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 Done. 
I'm going to start planning tonight. Thank you. Josephus also reports that the divorce and remarriage led to a war with King Aretas, who was the father of his first wife that he divorced. Okay, so quick, quick, his family tree is getting kind of complicated. Okay, so Herod Wright was married then he uh, to King Aretas's daughter. So King Aretas was his original father-in-law. Then he dumps this wife for his brother's wife, uh, his brother's ex-wife Herodias. Uh, and so King Aretas' first father-in-law is pretty salty about the fact that Herod ditched his daughter. So they end up going to war, and Herod suffered losses in this war to King Aretas. And the Roman emperor Caligula ultimately sent him to exile in Gaul. Some things happened before that happened, but he was ultimately kind of pissed him off. So he was sent into exile in Gaul where he died. And Herod's nephew, Agrippa I, succeeded him after having been the one to accuse Herod of conspiracy against Caligula. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I hope I hope you followed me on that, that weird is some, rabbit hole. That's some political intrigue. Yeah, I mean, Herod's kind of, he he's messy. He's, he's messy. He's messy. Yeah. Anyways, here's a weird fun fact. There's a feast day celebrated by different Christian denominations commemorating John's beheading. Fun. <laughs> but that's a little weird considering Salome wanted his head on a platter. It's ironic, don't you think? <laughs> like, hey... Um, wouldn't it be fun if we celebrated John's beheading with, you know, putting his head on a platter with a feast? What do you want on this platter? Maybe, uh, like a cake made to look like his head? I, you know what? I, you know what I would love? What? You know what I would love? What? Is if they made like a life-size cake mm-hmm. out of John the Baptist. And then they had somebody pretend to be Salome. And then there was a ceremonial cutting of John's head that was like inside it was stuffed with some sort of I don't know like like cherry jam yes <laughs> and then it gets presented to Salome that's what I want that is the best way I can possibly think of to celebrate the beheading of John the Baptist it needs to be uh like bio uh, maybe not like physically accurate Oh yeah, like like it needs to look really yeah really accurate, really it's, solid. It's gonna there's definitely gonna be some camel hair <laughs> and some leather involved. Is that edible? It's gonna be made of um, locust flour <laughs> and honey, <laughs> just as an homage. Yeah, they get really serious we about it. We see you. We see you, John. <laughs> we know your style. Um, an even funner fact is the relics. Everyone has a piece of John, supposedly. His head, after initially uh, reportedly being buried in a dung heap, rude, was maybe moved to the Mount of Olives by St. Joanna, but it has since been spotted throughout history in Jerusalem, Phoenicia, Rome, Constantinople, France, Damascus, and Romania. Hell, it could be under my, you know, butt right now. But that head has legs. It's everywhere. Um... Wouldn't you know if it was under your butt? <laughs> How big is your butthole? <laughs> like, you just swallowed that right up. I just, it's, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> if it has, is it just burr? Anyway, um, we know it has camel hair. <laughs> it does. And don't get us started on his right arm. That piece has been sent all over Turkey, Malta, Russia, Montenegro, Greece, and my own beehole, apparently. 
that actually sounds more tolerable than the fu- than, than the, the whole head. head than yeah, the whole head. That's fair. <laughs> my, my personal favorite is that his finger could be in the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> what even is that? How does that I work? Think it's like, I think there was like a decorative box or something, and it could be in it. But like, sure, why not? Road trip. Let's go see that fingy. Wait, but they don't, they haven't ever actually like opened it? I don't know. Like, yeah. Wouldn't you want a pixie poo? Is it like a Schrodinger's finger situation? Schrodinger's finger. That box is actually what initially gave Schrodinger the idea. Right, he just stared at it for like, it both is and isn't. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Let's apply that to physics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, also, the beheading has inspired a lot of morbid art throughout the centuries. Like, let me tell you, people love a violent painting. It is wild. Like, the list goes on and on of how much this event has been reproduced in art. And, like, why? I mean, I think it's kind of why I don't quite get it like there isn't it isn't like oh this oppressor has been murdered it's like this person who was maybe doing a rebellion against someone who was you know somewhat problematic is like I don't I don't quite get it I just I I mean I kind of get it like it makes sense in a museum where you're looking at at art as this like oh wow they're really telling a message and so many beautiful brushstrokes. But I I just, I would like to know, apart from a museum, mm-hmm. who this, who they're making these paintings, who's buying these paintings? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, what, like, family in the, <laughs> in the turn of the century is mm-hmm. like, you know what, I would like a really violent and bloody <laughs> painting of John the Baptist mm-hmm. in my dining room. Yes, yes. I want that painting on my dining room mantle. While I'm eating off of a platter, a cake that's shaped to be John's beheaded head on the feast day of John's beheading. Dude, what did John the Baptist ever do to you? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what? Right? Like, it's so wild. Like, what is, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. <laughs> I don't, I truly, I am, I am at a loss. Like, I get if you wanted to celebrate John because he's kind of a, maybe a rebellion figure, but his death doesn't I, I I there is a whole lot of celebrating of death in Christianity that I don't is this like I, I can't get behind is this like like boomers and greatest <laughs> generation just hating on hippies is that what this is maybe <laughs> they're like he didn't follow the rules so fuck him in particular he wore camel hair that's gross fucking hippie fucking motherfucking hippie just eating locusts we're all gonna be wearing camel hair and eating locusts before it's over <laughs> y'all it's it's probably true maybe that's why i mean i guess yeah i guess i kind of just feel super sympathetic towards this guy he's just running around trying you know Eating sustainable food sources. Just be, just being JTB. Just being JTB. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So yeah, I I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say I don't want, I don't want one of these paintings in my house. I don't either, but I do think that the idea of a cherry jam filled cake <laughs> sounds pretty good. I would eat that. Yeah, sure. I mean, that would be just kind of a funny one off, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't have to stare at it every day. That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah. 
But hey, if you all love violent paintings or don't, uh, you can you can tweet us your opinion at Bible Bitches if Twitter still exists as of, you know, it does as of right now when we're recording. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Bible Bitches Podcast. You can go to our website, BibleBitchesPodcast.com and donate there on our Patreon account, which we would love to have you all donate uh, and help us bring you some quality, quality stuff. Yeah, think of the kind of like uh, sound quality you could get if we could afford to go to a podcasting studio instead of uh, making a makeshift fort in my living room, <laughs> which is exactly like literally what we're literally doing. Literally what we're doing right now. <laughs> we're in a blankie fort. I mean, it's kind of fun. Yeah. But um, also, uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And we'd like to give a big shout out to Yo Eves or Miss Eves, Yo Eves on Twitter for um, letting us use her music for our outro and intro. Yay. Yay. We'll see y'all next time. Let's go see that fingy. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.